0: reading from the book of John, chapter 9 to 17, Our chapter, uh, book of John, chapter 15, verse 9 to 17. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his father's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I've learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other.
1: Oh man, beautiful. Thank you, Emma. Well, I I had a fun day yesterday myself. I I went to see uh, my best friends. We've been friends for 30 years. So it's Tom, Pete, and Richard, and these are the guys who I play in a band with, uh, uh, as well as other bands. And um, do you know, we've known each other so well. lived together. We've played so many gigs, done music together. We've done so many things. We had a laugh together many, many times. Sometimes we're all Christians so we might pray together, but then we just all start laughing. Um, We're really good friends. Uh, I wonder, have you got good friends? (laughs) Friendship's really important, isn't it? Do you know, life can get busy and work takes up a lot of time perhaps and we all have uh, family, but you know what? Friends are so important. Friendship so valuable. If you've got good friends, hold on to them. I'm just pleased I've got friends who say, I want to be friends with you. <laughs> Friendship is such a valuable thing. And if you have people who know you and you can be yourself with, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Maybe you've got people you've known for years and you, you don't, maybe you don't see them that often, but you get together and it's just like, just like you left off where you were before. Friendship's so important. Well, get this. Jesus says, I call you my friends. The Son of God. I don't call you servants anymore. I'll call you friends. We don't worship a distant deity whom we can never get to know. We worship one who says, I call you friends. Isn't that astonishing? He says to his disciples, I call you friends because I've revealed to you everything that the Father has told me. I've made it known to you. I've made Father God I've given him a face and our faith is in one whom we can know as a friend Abraham and Moses in the Old Testament called friends of God but now through Christ and through his spirit living in us we can all be declared friends of God that's amazing That is a huge privilege. Jesus chose his disciples, didn't he? And at first he said, come and follow me and had this teacher-pupil relationship. They learned from him. But it wasn't a sort of, you know, sit in my class for an hour and then go off. It was, let's live together, let's experience life together, let's eat together, let's laugh together, let's journey together. They saw what he did and then he said, now you go and do the same. And over the time he'd spent with them, By the end, and this is just before he goes to the cross, he says, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends. Now they would still serve, but from a place of friendship. Does anyone want to be a friend of Jesus? Jesus says, I've demonstrated you, to you what love looks like. As the Father loves me, I've loved you. His relationship with his Father was the blueprint. He says, now this is how I have loved you. With that eternal, total commitment. He says, I've loved you. And the same is true of us. He says, I love you as the Father loves me a perfect love an open love this is the love that jesus has for us and friendship is ultimately about love isn't it what will i do for my friends jesus says greater love has no one than this and they lay down their lives for their friends now remain in my love he says You ever drive on the M25 and you see those signs saying, stay in your lane. I want to encourage you to stay in the lane of Jesus' love. You know when you're driving along and you're tempted, oh, I'll just overtake, I'll get into this lane. But when the signs say, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. We knew someone who worked for the highways agency and she said, if only people obeyed what was on the signs. We think we know better. But no, stay in the lane of Jesus' love. Jesus says, remain in my love and you'll be my friend. Now, we often use this verse, greater love has no one than this than to lay down their lives for their friends. On Remembrance Day, Remembrance Sunday. It was used during World War I to stir people up and so, you know, say, what a sacrifice to make. But we do have to be really careful as we use that verse on Remembrance Day. It's so easy to look at it out of context. It's easy. There's a danger. that on this day, that we can get a little bit too sentimental about what is actually a terrible thing. We can become nostalgic about something that is actually a horror. I got permission to share this my my brother-in-law has a son from his first marriage uh, lives in Israel he's an Israeli his names Isaac if you're an Israeli you do your national service when you leave school Isaac signed up I well, had no choice did his national service loved it to start with got fit you know uh, and really excelled but then a conflict broke out a few years back between Israel and Palestine Isaac found himself in a situation of conflict, and he saw his commanding officer blown up right in front of him. And uh, he's a young guy, 19, 18, 19 at the time. And for years, he has suffered with the trauma of that one split second incident. There's nothing romantic about war, it's awful. It's a horror. In fact, there's been a lawsuit, and, and, and finally, Isaac. They they've took it to court, and the Israeli army has admitted full responsibility for what he's been through, just from witnessing that. There weren't, in that conflict, that many Israelis who died, but he saw one of them blown up in front of him. This is horrible. We can't be nostalgic, we can't be sentimental. One of the reasons for Remembrance Day is so that we never make the same mistake again. Tragically, so many died, and it was a huge waste, wasn't it? We look back to World War II, World War I. We think about the trenches. We think about the appalling suffering. What a waste of young life, a generation lost. And yet, we honour those who suffered and died. And in the same way, we honour Christ, who laid down his life. He says, greater love has no one than this, because he knows he's just about to go and die for his friends. He's going to be laying down his life for them he loves them that much he loves you that much that he's died for you now there is a condition to friendship friendship with Jesus I mean if I say he wants to be your friend we might just say well that's nice But friendship with the king of kings isn't the same as friendship just with my mates. It is a bit different. Again, let's not be sentimental about this. There's actually a cost in being a friend of Jesus. Jesus says, and and this is echoing what I said last week, Jesus says, you're my friends if you do what I command. (laughs) There is a, a string attached. You're my friend if you do what I tell you to do. Now, my friendships don't work like that. I don't tell my friends what to do. We journey together on on the same level. But with Jesus, because he is who he is, you want to be my friend? You'll do what I say. You will do what I command. But he does say, I no longer call you servants. Why? Because I've revealed the Father to you. A couple of months ago here, we had memorial service for Brian Hill Brian was a, a friend of God after the service was a cream tea for that cream tea we had scones I would say that purposefully because my wife calls them scones but she's wrong they are scones and they are not <laughs> it was a lovely cream tea and I couldn't help noticing that at the cream tea as I arrived, it was friends of the family, people of this church actually, and others, who were serving. They were serving the cream tea. So I went got my tea and my scone and all the rest of it. From friends, friends of the family, they were there to serve. Now, sometimes when you have a big party or whatever, maybe it's a way, you have caterers in, don't you? You think, let's spend some money, have some caterers in, and the caterers will do the servings, and they go around, you know, with the, the plate like vol- a sir? Oh, yes, I think I'll have one of those. And they're, they're wearing black and what. I've done so many function gigs, and we go, "Get get some out." know. <coughs> and uh, But they're not friends, are they? They're servants. They're there to serve to do a job. they're getting paid, and they're going home. They've got no relationship with the family. At like the cream tea that Brian's do. It was friends serving. We still serve Jesus. The Apostle Paul called himself a servant. We're still servants, but we do it from a place of friendship. Why do we serve Jesus? We serve Jesus because we want people to see Jesus. They'll see him if we're friends with him. If we're a cowering, terrified servant who doesn't feel like we know him and we're serving him, I just hope my service is good enough for you and I hope I get paid at the end people won't see Jesus see he has a purpose when he calls us to be his friends and that is to reflect him you're my friends if you do what I command what would he do well one of the main commands he says here is to love each other love one another but he also commanded them to go and make disciples he called them to go and preach the gospel he called them to heal the sick to raise the dead and to drive out demons this is what I've commanded you to do and to go and be. Most friendships are a kind of mutual. You kind of choose to be friends with one another. You might get thrown together and you just sort of get to know each other, but it's a it's a mutual thing. But Jesus' friendship with Jesus isn't actually mutual. He says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. He chose you. You might have thought you chose Jesus, but he chose you. He's chosen you. Why? Because he's... Calling you to be his friend. And he's appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last for eternity. What is that fruit? That fruit is preaching the gospel. It's loving others. It's healing the sick. It's driving out demons. And was it something I said, Tanya? (laughs) Joke. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Scones. (laughs) Scones. He called his friends, he set them apart, he appointed them, and he says, I've called you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And that is the fruit of friendship with Jesus. And then he says, whatever you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. Which sounds like a blank check, but I'm sorry, there are conditions apply, <laughs> that apply. Terms and conditions. And that is that we do what he says. We, he will do whatever we ask. But if we're in his will and we're doing exactly what he says. That's what friendship with Jesus looks like. Now you might say, well that sounds a bit harsh, but no, it's a friendship full of joy. He says, i told you this so that my joy joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. (sighs) I really think we need more joy in the church. (laughs) I need more joy in my life. You say, oh no, 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 joy is deep. You know, happiness is superficial. Joy is deep. Well, in some Christians it's so deep. And it's got buried. So <laughs> like, I'm sure there's some joy somewhere, but I just can't see it right now. <laughs> if we be a friend of Jesus, wow, I think that's a joyful thing, don't you? Wow, the King of Kings is my friend. I don't know about you, but he's my friend. Remain in His love. Know that you're loved. Know that Jesus has called you to be His friend. Jesus is here right now. He's here by His Spirit. He's looking for friends. Will you be His friend? Let's pray. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, bless you, Jesus. Jesus is good. He's here, you know. He's right here. His spirit is with us. Jesus is here. Jesus, we love you. Staggered by your call on our lives to be your friend. Jesus, we praise you. Does anybody want to be a friend of Jesus? I invite you to stand if you do. You know that old hymn, stand up, stand up for Jesus. There's a cost. I'll warn you, there's a cost. The greater love has no one than this than to lay down their life for their friends. If Jesus is your friend, you've got to be willing to lay down your life for him. Just surrender your all to him. I, I know that sounds hard, but trust me, it's a joyful thing. And you will have A fruitful life. Does anyone want a fruitful life? I've got my eyes shut. I'm not even looking. But if you want to stand in his presence, do that right now. Saying, yes, Jesus, I want to be your friend. You know that song's Toy Story, I think. You've got a friend in me you've got a friend in me Jesus Jesus will be your friends